Uh, so, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is. This is James Whale calling you from my bunker at home. Now, it's not, it's not really a bunker. Um, do you remember those days when uh, when everybody had a cold bunker? I don't know if, you, if you're old enough to remember that, but uh, I was thinking back to that the other day. You don't, don't, nobody has cold bunkers anymore, do they? Because we're all sort of uh, so aware of climate change. We don't worry about that sort of stuff. We go to the garage and we buy a bag of coal and it lasts you two minutes. Seems to be a bit of a waste. Personally, I'm into the wood-burning stoves myself, and I suppose they want to ban those too before long, but I don't care. I'm too old to worry about it. Anyway, where I live, they're probably never going to see my smoke. That's the thing. Uh, so anyway, welcome to the program. This is a program of uh, political in-depth discussion, uh, showbiz chat, and oh gosh, who's uh, who's talking to me now? Uh, um, uh, uh, oh right, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? mobile phone. What do we do without mobile phones? Have uninterrupted uh, radio. Programs. Yeah, because now I, I get all, and I, today is a day when I'm not really working, and um, it, it, uh, it I've got this message from, uh, from from a chap who's doing some work. I don't know if this can, hang on, it's on my phone, making a noise, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I know it's a bit gay, but can you apologise to the presenters for me for saying BBC are more mainstream? I feel awful. That was me and Ash doing a program, and somebody was on who uh, who said that <laughs> they didn't like doing mainstream uh, broadcasting. And I said, what do you call mainstream? And they said, the BBC. We gave them a hard time. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, then she goes on to say, they're f***ing brilliant, those two. I'm ashamed to say I didn't know much about them before, but just getting acquainted now, they're f***ing brilliant. Are they referring to you and Ash? Yeah. Well, that, and you as well. I don't want you to feel sort of, you know. I, I wasn't there. It's okay. Oh, don't feel upset. Shall I tell you what the story was about? Um, as you know, on my radio show, on Talk Radio, Monday to Thursday. Oh, but did I say f***ing then? You did several times. I'll beat them out. It's okay. Oh, good, fine. Well, it wasn't me because it was the, the woman who we'd interviewed. And I'll tell you the story in a moment. I'll beep her out as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't mention her name. But uh, we were... we were. Let's go back to the beginning, shall we? Yes, please. Okay. So uh, last week, I, I, as you know, I, I'm fronting this campaign to welcome Donald Trump to the shores of this country. Yes. And as you know, uh, where you live in North Wales, I'm hoping that uh, if I have the exclusive radio interview with him, Yes. Uh, which I'm trying to arrange at this moment, uh, having spoken to one of his advisors who advises him who to talk to and who not to. Yeah, I, I, I remember that interview, yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I was, uh, this, 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 this bloke, I've forgotten his name and it's unimportant, but he has got this inflatable uh, balloon which he says looks like Donald Trump dressed as a baby in a nappy. Yep, we mentioned that last week on the show. I'm, I'm we did, keeping right, up. Okay. So now they've got permission to fly this f***ing thing no. while Donald Trump comes here. So Sadiq Khan, who happens to be the mayor of London, who is never around, never talks to anybody other than the people. I mean, a complete waste of flipping space. He really is a waste of space. But he, he's obviously pretty anti-Donald Trump because Donald Trump was quite rude about him. Um, so he's given permission for this stupid effigy of trump as a baby in a nappy to be flown doesn't look like trump actually it looks like the those warbly things you know that fell over so anyway uh i choked this bloke off and uh last night we spoke to a a woman who is one of the organizers of a welcome donald trump party that they're throwing oh can i be a member well yes i've put you down to to attend the party oh brilliant yeah you're going to have a long trip from north wales but there we are and uh, believe it or not, this woman has existed for quite some time and had never, ever heard of the James Whale radio show. Maybe she's uh, always busy. No, it could be. Could be, you know. Um, but anyway, we are, of course, welcoming Donald Trump to this country. And uh, he'll be here on the 13th of July. You may well be listening to this in August, so you've missed it. Um, and, and I cannot understand for the life of me. We talked about this last week, didn't we? 
We did. I cannot understand for the life of me why everybody thinks that, that, you know, oh, we know all about Donald Trump. Oh, he's terrible. He's this, he's that. He's just an ordinary bloke who actually doesn't guard the way he speaks. Most politicians are no different whatsoever. But at least with Donald Trump, you see what you get or you get what you see. And actually, as the President of the United States of America, we should show him some respect. So he will be, hopefully, appearing on the James Whale Show on Talk Radio. And uh, and and those people who go out and demonstrate against him are really the rudest thing. Absolutely. And don't go on, oh, well, he separates children from their mothers. That's been going on in America for years. And it's only because Donald Trump is uh, against a lot of the uh, lefty lovies in the media that you are seeing those pictures, because they have existed for a long, long time. Anyway, we did it last week. I won't bother this week. We'll have to wait and see. And the other, the other, oh, I suppose, while we're on about international affairs. Oh, oh, yeah. Who's sleeping with who? No, 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 no. Novichok. Who's sleeping with Novichok? I don't know, but somebody has been, apparently. Um or at least not maybe sleeping, but touched Novichok, and obviously two more people are eh, contaminated. And you know this whole thing, there's, a, there's something strange going on here. Very strange. Because nobody has, has actually come to any conclusion about the Scripple case. The, the big whodunit. Yeah. Nobody is... You know, uh, sanctions have been uh, imposed against Russia. Everybody's been rude about Russia. But nobody has any proof that it, you know, Novichok sounds Russian and apparently was invented by Russians, doesn't travel very well, so presumably somebody in this country made it. This one is called Novichok, apparently, because the British gave it that name. That's a little unfair then, isn't it? I think, well, you know, I, I'm interested to know how these other two people actually just, is it a needle in a haystack situation where they just happen to be somewhere, touch something, and now they're, they're paying the price? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I can, I can assure you, I don't think we will find much out about it. There didn't seem to be any conclusive proof. Nobody, you know, in a country where there is CCTV everywhere, where people have to get tickets to travel, where people have to hire cars or buy them, you know, there should have been some way that the authorities could have found the people responsible or have an idea about the people who are responsible. Something's not right. Hmm. What do you think? I think you're drinking while working. It's coffee. Coffee. Um, so anyway, I, I, I wait with interest. And talking about news that's all over the place, the, uh, we won't mention the name, the, the, the nurse who was arrested and a big story about babies possibly being killed. You, you'll be familiar with that story. I am, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Uh, now that, that lady, young girl, I think, um, has now been released on bail. So... There has been no charge. She's been released on bail, but her name has been all through the media. This is a situation that cannot be allowed to continue. In my view, this is a situation where, and I, I'm not going to say anything about the case because, you know, things might transpire, but why, why? When, when it is something as serious as that, um, why, why are the media able to get hold of the names and publish the people concerned? Because whatever happens in the future, that woman's name will be contaminated. If it's a guilty verdict, then the public should know who she is. But uh, people are innocent technically until they're uh, proven guilty. So uh, mud's going to stick if she is. Yeah. Uh, and they're not even sure whether a crime has yet been committed, are they? Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think it's all at the moment based on suspicious circumstances. Yeah, um, and and we talked. I think was it we we talked last week about the uh, uh, people being uh, you know the hospital where the, apparently the amounts of morphine were, were upped and people were dying, and obviously with with Mrs W and the situation before she died. Uh, there, you know, it's uh, hospitals are frightened to up. 
uh, morphine in certain situations, in situations like Melinda's where she was dying anyway. Still, when there was pain, they were still reticent to give her any more, saying, oh, well, it might kill her. And I just found that to be completely and utterly bizarre, in the same way that I find it almost intolerable that this country can decide when you should die. If you are terminally ill and you do not want to suffer the um, the degradation and 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 quite often the embarrassment and the the, the discomfort of of a long lingering death, you are not allowed to do anything about it unless you have the money to get on a plane and go to a clinic in Switzerland. And I have no idea why we are so so nasty to those people who need help. I really do not understand it. And having seen at close quarters, you know what it is like to die, I. And, and having known, really, anyway, and we all, all think, you know, none of us want to die unless you are a complete religious freak, and they all seem to be very happy about it. But, you know, we, 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 we try and screw the last sort of, the, the, the last remnants of life out of everybody, even though you're probably having a terrible time and not very conscious about it, and I think that is disgusting. And if somebody is in a situation where they don't want to carry on, surely that is their choice rather than anyone else. And they could say, well, if you suffer for another couple of years, there may be a cure found. And somebody said, well, that's fine, but at my age, I don't really care. Mm. So I'll leave that serious thought with you and, uh, and move on um, to talk about football. Because, of course, uh, England's coming home. Oh, they've lost, have they? Not yet, but possibly. Uh, England are playing... I must admit, I did get quite excited about the game. I was on the air at the time. And um, and Ash was uh, doing commentary, although we didn't... He couldn't do too much. Because you have to have the rights to do it. You can only talk about it for so long and then you have to talk about something else. I can imagine the commentary be something along the lines of, he's got the ball now, he's passing it to somebody else, and he's running yeah. towards the goal, and he missed. Was it like that? But, well, that, that that's good commentary. That's boring commentary. No, we did more about that one. Socks on straight. Oh, I see. Right, And okay. where do you think he got the bruise on the side of his leg like that? I mean, particularly on the inside of his thigh. It looks more like a bite mark to me. Yeah, yeah. That's more the way they should be doing the uh, the football commentary. But, it was, you know, it's an interesting game. I thought, oh, they're doing well. And then, as uh, usual, England uh, cocked it up completely, went to penalties, did quite well in the penalties. Mind you, that team, was it a Colombian team? They are nasty players, weren't they? I mean, really rough. And... It's a different culture of football, they say. Is it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you know, my hedge needs cutting out the back. My back hedge needs cutting. And I'm thinking it's too f***ing hot to go out there and cut it. Uh, I'd rather get in the car and go to the supermarket and spend time wandering around in the air conditioning. Can't you get a gardener? I'd have to pay for that. Why am I going to do that? I like doing a bit of gardening. Well, I'm sure there's some sort of tax thing that you can do with I, a gardener. I presented, I presented the local gardening uh, show on, on the local BBC station uh, last week. I heard Oh, did you? It was mostly about your garden. Mm. Well, people complained about that, but, you know, what? why not? When they do gardeners, what's it, questions or whatever, it comes from a Monty Don's garden. It's all about his garden. It's supposed to be uh, people phoning in and asking about their garden, but it was the whole show about your garden. No, it was not. We had loads of people phoning in. And in between, you know, everybody that phoned in got on the air. Did you ask about your lilac and tree? Well, I'm looking at my lilac now. Have, have you cut it back? No, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna let it go for a while. Okay. Then I might cut the uh, suckers back. <laughs> no suckers. <laughs> okay. I come up from the shoot. Suckers. Yeah. Not fuckers. Suckers. Uh, so yeah. I th- well, I wasn't about. I mean, you know, you have to. I'm there with gardening experts. I mean, it's the chance of a lifetime. So I might as well ask the questions I wanted to know. And other people got in touch and said they thought it was very informative and thank you very much indeed, and they'd wanted to ask those questions. And a couple got in touch. And one person, I read them, I always read them out. And if you don't like it, piss off and listen to something else, is my view. I couldn't give a stuff. Um, so good of the BBC to, uh, to champion diversity by getting young, new, exciting talent to fill in. Miserable scrote. I think he was complimenting you. No, I think he was taking the piss. <laughs> That's what I think. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, that was uh, that was that. Uh, but I am I, uh, this program we're we're doing. I, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're, we're doing this on a Friday morning. And I am sitting in my bunker, and I've got one dog, Daisy May, lying on my foot, which must be uncomfortable for her. So apparently she's okay. They like it on the foot. Do they? Chin on the foot. Yeah, but it's, the foot is on on the you know on the, on the chair leg at the bottom. It's difficult, and, and she's kind of arched over my foot. I don't know how on earth. And she squeezed herself into the smallest spa- space. Are you okay down there? Hey, hey. Is it too oh, hot? She just wants to be with her daddy. Ah, yeah. It is hot everywhere else around here. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you asked? Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, oh, there we are. Okay. Right, I've moved. <clears throat> I don't want to roll the wheels over your feet, Daisy. Um, so where, I forgot what I was doing again now. It's uh, heat. I can't work in this heat. You, you were talking about your BBC gardening show. Have you got another one coming up? A couple of weeks, I think, yeah. Oh, I look forward. I'm just to filling it. in when the guy's away. Just you know, just because uh, I've got I've got other questions I didn't get answered, so I need to ask some more. I was going to say I've 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 got an overgrown garden. I can uh, ask. Well, a few ring questions. in. I ring mean, in. it is supposed to be those people living in the Garden of England, and it is on BBC Radio Kent on a Sunday morning. Very. I had to be there at half past seven. Oh, I won't be up that time of morning. Mm. And because I can't get a dog sitter, I take the dogs with me. Right. Well, that's okay. They like yeah, gardens. Yeah, they were sitting in their cage in the BBC studio. They didn't say a word, did they? No, no, no. They were very, very, yeah. very polite. I didn't hear them at all. Yeah. No, you didn't. They, 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 they've got used to being in studios with me now, so they're okay. They appeared on this show a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're quiet today. If somebody knocks on the door, I cannot guarantee that I can control them. Hmm. They're also very tired because I've, I've also got a dog lady uh and when i'm doing my evening show on talk radio i don't want to take them into the middle of london so i drop them off with her and i and she takes them out for walks i mean they're little dog they don't need walks but she likes to go out for a little walk and so they spend most of their days sleeping now that's the secret isn't it walk the dog yeah yeah, yeah walk the dog yeah good girl She's not even bothered today. Um, so anyway uh what, what, what do, uh, football so anyway on saturday Tomorrow, yeah, it could have been yesterday, depending where you're listening. Uh, England play. I actually think they're going to win two one, but 2-1. I know nothing about football, and not I'm not. But I will watch it probably tomorrow. Although tomorrow would be a good day to go out, wouldn't it? Because nobody will be around between uh, what is it, two o'clock and uh, four. Yeah, I'm going to be working unfortunately, so I'll probably miss it. I'll have to get it on catch up. We'll just have it on in the shop. Need a TV license for that. Or no, do you? Know. Is it on ITV? I don't know. Yeah, it'll be on. It'll, you'll be able to get it online. Yeah, if it's on ITV, I'll be able to watch it. Why? You don't need a license for ITV, do you? Online. You know perfectly well that you do. What for ITV? The license is not for the BBC, believe it or not. Although they get all the flipping money, the license is to use a television receiver. Yes, That's I, what I, I was always told. I wouldn't use the TV. I would watch it online, but I'm watching it on ITV, which is not covered under the BBC license. Oh, I didn't know that. So I could watch. I can watch television online. Anything. I can't watch iPlayer. Why not? Because that's the BBC. Oh, I don't think I've got iPlayer anyway. Everyone's got access to iPlayer, but it's annoying have you have to put in your uh, date of birth, your postcode, how long your uh, inside yeah. leg is, all that sort of information, and then it'll How long lock. my inside leg is? Yeah. Why would they want to know how long my inside leg it's is? Something to do with a database of inside legness. All right, okay. I've just done some more commercials for Pimlico Plumbers. Have you? Yeah. How are they doing? Well, I've just done. I've done bumper voiceovers that will go out on uh, on the TV ad. Bumper voiceovers, like bumper stickers, sort of thing. Yeah, because what they're doing is re-editing the old TV commercial, and so we had to do some new voiceovers last week. Is that the one with you in the bath? Yeah, yeah. But I've asked them if they'll take that piece out because I don't really want to exploit myself as a sex symbol. Well, it'd be handy for the BBC staff to measure inside leg visually. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't, going back to that, I don't see why they need to know your inside leg. But anyway, I'm sure it was the BBC website I was on. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was probably Pornhub or something like that. <laughs> well, what's interesting is you actually know the name of the website. <laughs> well, of course, when you're in my line of business, you've got to know all these things, haven't you? <laughs> 
I like you, Paul, more. I don't know that one. Check it out later. I only know that one because people tweet me things. If you're feeling lonely anytime, this is what you need. <laughs> Which is very kind of them. And, uh, <laughs> and looking on Twitter. Um, anyway, so moving swiftly on, uh, should we take some music from uh, uh, from Had Hafts? Oh, hang on, Hafts Hold. Half what dis- the fuck is that? Haftis holds. Who are the, who are the? Uh, what is this? It's it's a track. Haftis holds. No, Haftis hold. That's a, that's a, an apostrophe s, isn't it? Because it's uh, it's referring to the track. So it's Haftis hold. Current album, Dare to Dream Small. And by the way, if you've got a piece of music you own and you would like us to play it on this show, send it in to jameswellradio at gmail.com on a whatever you send them in, and Rob will listen to it, and if it's any good, we'll play it. If it's shit, we'll play it twice. <laughs> we'll play this one once, then. Oh, is this all right, is it? I've not heard it. I've no idea. <laughs> yes. Let so me right. try and make it sound as if I know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So these are really great. This is Haftis Hull's new album. It's called Dare to Dream Small, and this is a fabulous track. It's called Violet. Brilliant. You see, I could, I, I actually, with that sort of, I could have done the whispering Bob Harris stuff. Well, everyone sounds the same when they whisper, don't they? Well, no, you could, you do, it's the way you say it, what you say. So I've seen these guys in concert many times and they are fabulous. Haftis holds unusual name, unusual music, but this, I've got to tell you, is really the dog's dangly bits. It's from an album called Dare to Dream Small. This is Violet. Actually, I could invent myself a new DJ name and do sort of music like that, couldn't I? And what would your uh, new DJ... <laughs> <What would one? laughs> I don't know, let's think. Um, I always fancy Richard's small piece. <laughs> oh, dear. But it'd get changed to Dick, wouldn't it? Hi, Hi this is Dick's small piece bringing you some of the new sounds that you may not normally hear on radio. And tonight in concert, Haftis Hold, and tracks from their new album. It's called Dare to Dream Small. And this is Dickie's favourite, Violet. <laughs> oh, dear. What a way to make a living, eh? Talk bollocks. Oh, nearly fainted then. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll just play the. I've done all the introductions. You can just uh, play the music now. <laughs> oh, can I? Thanks very much. I'll press the button yeah. now. Then go, go. <laughs> Someday she will show them all she truly is one of 
from half disheveled. I think you'll have to agree. Pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. This is Dickie's small piece. I'll be... <laughs> okay. Dickie's small piece, one to watch. It's shooting up the charts. <laughs> Why don't we do, we should do a blog, shouldn't we, like that? We should do a, a show, the Dickie Small Piece Show. Uh, and, and what would you call me? Bollock Chops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay, let's get back to doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, uh, why don't you do, then I, I, I need to talk about uh, um, the government in checkers. Okay. Uh, and the, the cock up. So, why don't you do your bit now, and then uh, I can do that. Okay, the uh, this is Tech Talk. So this is me. This is Robbo, and uh, Robbo Bollock Chops. Bollock. <laughs> All right then. This is uh, me, Bollock Chops, uh, with the new edition of Tech Talk. Oh <laughs> uh, dear! Right, Europe's uh, copyright plan has now been blocked. So that's good news. They were going to revise all the copyright laws, which essentially would have blocked any clips from music, any stills from films, which would have meant all those memes would be uh, not allowed. Filters would have had to be put in place, which meant you could never upload anything to things like YouTube and Facebook and so on. It was a complete disaster. Unfortunately, they've seen sense and uh, stopped it. So why why they stopped it? Because it was unworkable. If, if, if you had a, a clip of, yeah. a, of a film... Even a still image of a film, and you uploaded it somewhere like Facebook, Facebook's uh, filtering would have had to, by law, seen that clip, watched it all the way through, spotted that there was one second flash shot of a still from a film, and then said, you can't upload this. That is, why are they getting so sort of sniffy about everything? Piracy is a good thing. Without piracy, there's no advertising. Well, I know that piracy is a good thing because if I was uh, in the museum, you know, there are people who nick this um, program and put it out on their radio stations without paying for it. And we don't charge a lot of money if you want to put this out. I mean, you can you can get a, it's probably less than a pint. Well, yeah. Well, think about it. Microsoft only got as big as they did due to piracy. Really? People copied in the early days the Microsoft operating system because it was on floppy disks and it was easy to do. They put no protection in there whatsoever. And it got copied on the millions and millions of copies went out mm. all over the place. And in doing so, everyone got used to it and then they became the main operating system. All right, okay. So Europe's copyright plan blocked. It's, it's been put in the bin, yeah. Yeah. It might come yeah, back you again. Can, yeah. I mean, somebody somewhere, because, you know, musicians put their music online now, and unless they're really big and can control it, a lot of kids were never going to make any money out of music at all. If someone used to give you an old tape in the old days and copy the tape and you listen to the music, you'd get into that band or artist and then you're more likely to go out and buy the album yourself because you're a fan or at least buy the next one. Piracy is a good thing. And the reason that there is no music on my old TV shows when there was music is you've taken it all out. Yes, I've taken all the music out because of uh, YouTube's uh, copyright protection, which block all uh, advertising revenue in our direction because of a piece of music that we played, or you played, in the 80s, mm. which is silly. Very silly. Yep, so now you get to gap in your uh, TV programs. Yeah. Anybody would like to fill in the gap, let us know, jameswellradio at gmail.com, and maybe we could fit you in. <laughs> uh, did you hear about Sony? What they, have they done now? They uploaded a trailer 
to YouTube for their new film called uh, Callie the Killer. Carrie the Killer. Callie. Oh, Callie. Or Carly. Yeah, Callie the Killer. Kahali. K-H-A-L-I. K-H. Kahali the Killer. Yeah. Except they didn't upload the trailer, they uploaded the full movie. <laughs> Is it any good? I don't, I don't know. Unfortunately, I wasn't one of the 11,000 people that downloaded it, but there we go. All right. Okay. How embarrassing. I bet somebody got a bollocking for that. <laughs> Again, advertising, you see. Now everyone wants yeah. to see that film. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway. We got? We got, uh, anything else? Google, Google have confirmed that their private uh, Gmail service uh, can be read by staff at other companies. I didn't doubt that it couldn't. Yeah, apparently if you install plugins on your Gmail account, mm. then uh, those plugins written by other people can see your emails. So be careful with what you do. Yeah. So jameswellradio at gmail.com can be seen by everybody. No, because we have no plugins. We're too lazy Don't to we? install them. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, don't forget to check out our website, by the way, jameswellradio at .co.uk. Jameswell at J... What, that didn't make any no, sense. Jameswellradio.co.uk. That's the website. That's correct, yeah. There's and no, the email is jameswellradio at gmail.com. Correct. And the last thing in my Tech Talk news is they are mass-producing uh, self-driving buses in China. <laughs> well, that's a shame because America's putting such a tariff on all these things, nobody's going to buy them, but there we are. Apparently going to use them in airports. Well, that seems quite normal, doesn't it? I mean, that, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah I think the airports are fine. Just yeah. don't, don't hit the planes as a landing. That would be quite bad. Well, they won't. But here, here, listen, have a little think about this. Uh, last week, I think it was last week, and, and currently there is so much trouble on the trains of this nation uh, because whoever decided to change the um, timetable didn't think it through. And, uh, and now, of course, nobody is taking responsibility for it. Uh, and so people are missing their trains and not getting to work on time. You know, you cannot have private enterprise running the public transport system of a country when other people's jobs and businesses rely on it. It's part of the infrastructure. So although I'm slightly right of Attila the Hun in my politics, I cannot understand how you can have competition when they're all running along the same railway lines. You know, if you had railway lines beside each other, it might be different. And the other problem I see here is that a lot of trains going into London's Victoria Station, one of the busiest stations, sort of quarter of a million people a day, something like that, using it, uh, stopped last week because there was a signalling problem. Now, presumably, there ought to be some backup system for the signals. I mean... It's all computerised, isn't it? Well, you can send people out with flags, can't you? Yeah, but you could do something, couldn't you? But no, they couldn't do anything. And so it just came to a standstill. Somebody somewhere needs to be sacked. Uh, can I volunteer myself? What, to be sacked? Yeah, why not? Oh, don't be ridiculous. You could probably do a better job of sorting it out. Why, you know, why is there no backup on our public transport system? Yeah, it's called buses. Well, no, I mean, there must be, you know, other... Com if you, if, they, they, you know, the, the, the railway lines are melting because it's too hot, they're too slippery because it's too wet, they're too cold because it's snowing. You know, other countries don't put up with this sort of rubbish, and we do. There must be ways of sorting this out. There must be a way of making sure that you can keep your infrastructure going. It's not as if we have extreme weather. We occasionally get it very hot, very wet, or very cold, but not very often. I've just thought of a quick solution to the uh, competition on the railway lines. What? Well, you know, you've got a train and it's, say, like eight carriages long. Couldn't you have, like, the first four carriages as, say, like uh, one train company and the last four carriages another train company? How would that work? Well, then you've got competition. So you could go there and say, can I take the train from, I don't know, East Grinstead to London? That's the only train I know. And, uh, yeah. and then they'd say, well, which one do you want? Do you want the expensive one or do you want the cheap one? And you go, I'll have the cheap one. Well, and they do that anyway, don't they? Do you want a first-class ticket or a standard ticket? Yeah, but it's the same train company you're buying it from. Well, oh, okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not arguing the point. The point is this, <laughs> that if they can't run the trains, then they shouldn't be doing it. 
No, I've got a good train set myself, you know. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're a computer wizard. If the computer goes down, have you not got standby stuff? Have you not got a standby generator in case of a power cut or something like that? Uh, when our um, credit card terminal goes off, when we have a power cut, theoretically, we can't take any money off customers. So I have a uh, uninterrupted power supply attached to that and only that, so I can always take money. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, right. Have you finished? I haven't done films yet. Shall I do films? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a film uh, the other day called Tag. Did you ever play Tag? Graffiti? No, you know, the the game It, you know, as in you're it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tag, right. Yeah. You're it. Yeah, it's it's, it's based on a a true story, apparently, uh, about a group of people that played tag for like 30 years into their adult life and they go into their businesses and tag them and they do it one month a year and and so on and you know hilarity ensues and all that kind of stuff it's utter shit don't go and see it waste of time a waste of time complete waste of time Uh, a total waste of time and i saw the film sicario 2 sicario 2 yeah it's about uh, smuggling human smuggling across um the mexican border and yeah. uh, cartels in Mexico. Uh, I think you would like this film. It's very, very good. Go and see that one. Right. Oh, okay. Sicario 2. Who stars in it? Some bloke called Benicio del Toro. It's not got subtitles all through it, has it? It has uh, some subtitles when uh, they're speaking Mexican, but that's very yeah. infrequent. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, that's from Terminator. Uh, it's got nothing okay, to do with this just, film. I thought that was Mexican, that's all. It probably is Mexican, but mm. it's still from Terminator. Oh, okay. Hola. Yeah, or gracias. 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 A lot of footballers have that. that's all slightly racist. We probably have to edit that all out. <laughs> that's all I know in Spanish. All right. Anything else you want to do, or can I finish off? I've got. I just want to say something about um, this meeting at Checkers. Okay, you talk about your meeting at Checkers. Okay, well, everybody knows that this is apparently the crunch weekend, or was, depending upon when you're listening to this. Uh, that Theresa May is taking all her friends from the cabinet, and they're all going to uh, Checkers, which is a lovely, beautiful old manor house in the, in the English countryside. Uh, it doesn't belong to Theresa May. It belongs to you and me, by the way. It uh, is the official residence, country residence of whoever happens to be the prime minister of the country. And they're going along there to sit down and, uh, and apologise to each other about the massive cock-up that has been caused in this country. We were going along quite well until David Cameron who really needs to be punished for what he did. He gave this country a referendum on uh, uh, on something none of us knew about. And suddenly he said, do you want to be in the uh, European Union or do you want to be out worrying about the rise of UKIP? And where have they gone? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so a lot of people misguided... Uh, People decided, oh, we'd be, let's get out, let's get control of our borders, let's have our own laws. And you've heard some of these rather thick, and I've interviewed a lot of them, some of them pretty stupid. I used to think Boris Johnson was was cleverer than he actually is. He knows a bit of Latin and he knows, uh, he, you know, he can quote all sorts of things, but then he went to a public school and they can all do that when they go there. Uh, but his common sense is null and void. And Let's face it, he had, to, he had to think about which side he wanted to be on right up until the eve of the referendum. So that's how, how committed he is. Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg, well, he's, he's just, he's a lovable stand-up comedian. That's it, that's it really. Nobody of his age would dress the way he, he does and have as many children as he has if it was serious. All right? It's, it, 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 it's, a, it's a kind of freak of nature. And I could go on, but it seems pointless at the moment because we've been brought to a situation in this world where we have fallen for the f- into the trap of thinking that, you know, uh, our, our country is better than everybody else's country. Let's keep it that way. And that is going on through Europe and through the rest of the world at the moment. And eventually, of course, there will be more and more wars because nationalism breeds violence. So I'm not going back over all the stuff I've done before. Here we are. We got to this situation where now... Most of these people in Parliament who are, aren't the brightest, they're not, they're really not the brightest. People think, oh, they've got, you know, but they are not. And they, you know, they're not going to be affected as badly as you and I. Well, more you than I, actually. But 
they are going they are going to sit there and try and come up with some solution we have only a few months left this should have been done ages ago whatever happens People who who have jobs uh, which are run by, you know, whether you work for for Jaguar Land Rover, whether you work for Airbus, whether you work for lots of firms and lots of high street firms as well. Uh, Some not saying anything, but eventually when we leave the customs union and the single market, there will be huge problems. And don't say, oh, well, we're going to trade with the rest of the world. What are we going to trade with China? China, China are not, you know, they're not the be all and the end all. Do we really want to be beholden to a country like India? Look at, look at the poverty in India, yet they find enough time and uh, a waste of money to have a nuclear device. And the same with Pakistan. Do you know, do not think that we, we were in, it wasn't a perfect union, and the European Parliament needed a good kick up the arse like the one in Westminster, and that's our fault. We should have, we should have paid more attention, but we didn't. So here we are. We've got to this situation where they have to come up with some sort of deal. The deal's going to be shit. And we are all going to suffer. The only way, and I haven't even mentioned the border in Northern Ireland because it's not worth going on. The, even even the, the lacklustre politicians of Northern Ireland, uh, particularly the rather right-wing DUP who uh, don't like abortion, don't like gay people, in fact, don't like anything very much. Um, I'm pretty sure that Ireland... In fact, I interviewed uh, a guy called Kevin Marr who is an authority on Ireland and has worked there for a long time. I interviewed him on my talk radio show the other day, and he said, look, I'm pretty sure that Ireland will become united again. And it may not happen tomorrow, but he said uh, said it on my show, made the news. He said he thinks it will probably happen within the next five to ten years. Interesting. Um, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, hopefully, it would be a peaceful transition. I I don't know how they're going to get out of this, but the only way they can really appease me and i think the majority of people in this country because even if you voted to leave the european union i'm pretty sure that now people have begun to see the problems of leaving um, of leaving a club you might not not like the club but the benefits of the club that you might have got might have made it worthwhile staying with the club and don't start going well all these foreigners coming to our country well all the people who came from europe came here with jobs and by the way if you're thinking oh what about all those eastern europeans Practically all of them came here to work. There were some people who came and thought they could hang around and suddenly found they couldn't. People who slept rough in Hyde Park and things like that. There weren't huge amounts of them. They've all been removed. We, Britain, could have put a limit on the amount of people that were allowed into this country and the way they came into this country from Eastern Europe when those countries joined the European Union. We didn't. Other countries did. We could have done all sorts of things that would have alleviated most of the problems that most people cite when they talk about the European Union. We didn't do any of it. The only thing that can save this situation is once they have come to their conclusions at Chequers, which will be a fudge, I can guarantee it. And if England win on Saturday, they will try and use that win to overshadow the cock-up they're going to make. Don't be drawn away from what is a serious situation. The only way to say this is for when they've done it, for us, the people of this country, to insist that we then get to vote on it. And don't say, oh, well, another referendum until we get the right answer. No. People voted in a referendum in or out of Europe. And they voted they wanted to leave by a small minority. We didn't know what the deal would be. Once the deal has been done to leave Europe, then we should be allowed to vote again to decide whether we wish to accept that deal. That, my friends, is democracy. I'll finish now. I've had enough. I think that's the end of the show. So be aware, if England win, they will use it as a cover and a good day to bury bad news. When you say you finished, I mean, mean, we're not doing any questions for the whale this week. 
Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just thought it'd be a great place to finish, you know, there. And the, the Spitfires come flying over, and God Save the Queen starts uh, playing in the background. You could do all that. I, I have already done it, if you think about it. Yeah. Have you? Oh, right. Oh, you did, didn't you? That was very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. There's a football question. Uh, Rob Mack, why can't football authorities use uh, standards? Oh, sorry. You can do that again. I just banged. Okay. Uh, Rob Mack, uh, why can't football authorities use the standards and respect of rugby, i.e. yellow card 10 minutes in the sin bin, uh, use the VAR correctly, and stop all players except the captain from speaking to the officials? Because it would be boring like rugby then. Next question. Okay. Kevin Whitehouse if it's against the law to force someone to do something against their will, then why is it acceptable for courts to force people into doing jury service when they don't want to do it? I don't think... I'll tell you, here's an interesting thing. I think the jury system is out uh, outlived its usefulness. Um, you get a bunch of people who don't know much about anything being stuck in a, in a courtroom where people who know about the law discuss things, and then you get ordinary people like you and me make our decision on whether we like the person in the dock or not, and it does come down to that quite often. I'd want to be, um, I'd, I'd want to be questioned by the judge and let the judge decide. Yeah, you go by the look of people, don't you? Yeah, and I, I always, when I've been asked to go on, uh, <laughs> on a jury, as I have a couple of times, I usually write back in green crayon. <laughs> I usually find that works. Uh, oh, Jackie Gant is still in hospital. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Get well soon, Jackie. Chin up. Uh, Paul Cowie, uh, why are you such a total star? Did you write this? And when will yeah. you back on, be back that on late night use radio? That one. Sorry? Well, I wrote it weeks ago, and you've not included it. I wondered how long it was going to take before you included it. Okay, uh, Paul Hyam, why is Esther McVeigh still in government and still talking garbage? <coughs> I suppose she's easy on the eye, isn't she? I've no idea who she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexist as well. Um, Esther McVeigh used to be a television presenter. So I worked with her a couple of times. And then she decided she wanted to go into politics. And, uh, okay. Uh, uh, Rob I James. I, 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 anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> be unfair of me okay go on uh, Rob, Rob James is it true that you can embarrass a psychic by throwing them a surprise party <laughs> yes I imagine it probably is uh, Pauline Codd uh, is that was quite funny <laughs> is Skegness better than Brighton I like Skeggy actually um, and I used to like Brighton but Brighton now is too busy it's too full of trendy you know, snowflakes who all believe in, in uh, fairy dust and, you know, global warming and all that sort of rubbish. So just, yeah, it's, it, I, I used to love going to Brighton when I was a kid and wander around the lanes and, you know, pop up and have a look at the nudist beach. Um, but uh, I think I, I, I Skegness, I, yeah, I quite like Skegness. Where's my favourite? favorite you see is it listen it's dead easy to go across the channel to france and go down the french side and they've got better beaches over there oh i like camber sands that's nice well camber sands is all right but it's full of very strange people well i'm not there anymore so. no 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 and it gets very busy yeah very very, very i quite like hastings to be honest hastings mm. isn't there something famous in hastings i don't know well, I'm sure there's something famous about Hastings. Mm. I'm sure. <coughs> Remember going well, there as a kid. It's got a pier, but anyway. Uh, right, moving on. Uh, Kieran Fox, what's the best way to chill? He seems to like Tlangochlen uh, Canal. The best way to chill yeah. in this weather. Mm. Find a big open space, a hill with a great view, and sit there and look at it. Empty your fridge and get in. <laughs> don't do that, it's dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that, it's dangerous. I think that's about it, really. I haven't got any more, have I? Haven't you? All oh, right. Well, cheer up, for goodness sake. I'm going to go out and line the sun uh, because I have got a little mark where my mankini goes and I want to just get that browned off. <laughs> you go and brown your bits then.
You're listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.